If you want 2024 to be your best running year, it is essential you have a customized training plan tailored to your race schedule and ability level. That's why I'm pumped to have Motive sponsoring the podcast. You can use the app for free, but if you want two months of premium access, you can use code SMARTER2. Sign up at mymotive.com. The link will be in the show notes. On today's episode, quantifying perceived effort levels. Welcome to the Run Smarter Podcast, the podcast helping you overcome your current and future running injuries by educating and transforming you into a healthier, stronger, smarter runner. If you're like me, running is life, but more often than not, injuries disrupt this lifestyle. And once you are injured, you're looking for answers and met with bad advice and conflicting messages circulating the running community. The world shouldn't be like this. You deserve to run injury-free and have access to the right information. That's why I've made it my mission to bring clarity and control to every runner. My name is Brody Sharp. I'm a physiotherapist, a former chronic injury sufferer, and your podcast host. I am excited that you have found this podcast and by default become the Run Smarter Scholar. So let's work together to overcome your injury, restore your confidence, and start spreading the right information back into your running community. So let's begin today's lesson. Thanks for joining me once again, Run Smarter Scholars. It's time to delve into a, a nice topic around effort levels. Um, but before we do, thanks to everyone who's uh, helped me out with the book on the Facebook group. I've s- submitted like a passage, a paragraph around um, what you think, what your opinions are. And it's great to hear some some nice feedback from everyone. Recognize that I am very poor with my grammar and I have since um, bought, installed Grammarly onto my computer while I'm writing out the book and writing out each chapter just to help with um, either sentence structure or just any general error. (laughs) So hopefully that helps, but um, thanks to everyone as well who has reached out to say that they'll help with some editing once the the book is well on its way. Um, Yeah, really thankful for that. And as I am writing this book, I am, it's like I said in past episodes, it's like a mountainous task, but the more I'm writing, the more ideas I'm getting to include in the book. So as I'm writing, my actual to-do list is getting larger when it should be getting fewer. So (laughs) we'll see how it goes. I think it's going to be one of the biggest projects that I've undertaken, but probably one of the things I'm going to be most proud of eventually when it gets completed. And yeah, I'm excited. Um, It's taking up all of my free time, but yeah, excited. The gym is not here yet. Um, The treatment room has been um, operational at my new, I guess you could call it a clinic. It's converted, part of my house is converted into the clinic, but I'm starting to see people in person. Um, Just trickling in here and there. I'm not doing any major local campaigns until the gym is ready, but Hopefully now that we've come out of lockdown, um, that is, you know, starts progressing. I know the, the squat rack isn't available for another two weeks, but when that gets, when that arrives, then things will really get moving and I'll send you photos on Facebook and I'll tell you all about it on the podcast. And yeah, the official clinic will be up and running, um, in full swing. So 
look forward to giving you updates on that. Um, today's top topic around perceived effort levels or like your RPE, your rate of perceived exertion. Um, I had the idea, I've been having this idea for a while now, but I was actually going to do effort levels and pain levels in the same episode, but decided to split them up into different episodes just so you can get, um, it'd be a more targeted, I guess, reference for me to refer people to if they're wanting to know about effort levels or intensities or distributions and I could send them to this episode. And if someone's maybe got chronic pain or unsure of pain levels or interpreting one out of 10, I can send them to another episode instead of listening to two. So these might be shorter episodes, but more tailored. So I hope that's okay with you guys. (laughs) Um, So why do we need to know accurately what our perceived effort is out of 10 when we go for a workout. Okay, number one, it's so that we get the right intensity ratio. It's so that we can work out what um, ratio you have low intensity compared to higher intensity. As you've known from previous episodes, that rule of 80-20 distribution or intensity distribution where 80% of your weekly mileage should be spent at really low intensities spending enough time or or leaving 20% throughout the week for you to um, challenge yourself with other efforts, with more extreme, more intense efforts. So it's nice that we can calculate what your intensity is so that we can overall evaluate the intensity ratio. Uh, Why also is effort important Um, when it comes to, say, speed, when it comes to, say, heart rate, when it comes to pace, all of those sort of things, they they have other variables that are factored in. So if you say, well, let me not just use, let me not internalize my perceived effort. Instead, let me just go off speed. Speed has has its own issues in that it might, you might be going uphill. It might be a hot day. You may be under-recovered and what was normally a five-minute per K pace feels really tough. Whereas on a day when it's a bit cooler, um, maybe you're in a slight downhill and you're well recovered, that same speed can feel effortless. And so what you're applying to your body when it feels really challenging, that's your body still working pretty hard and um, getting hit hard by a more intense effort because it feels more intense. And so that internal awareness while like concurrently using speed and concurrently using heart rate and those other variables is really important, it's also important to have that internalized rate of perceived effort. I know a lot of people do heart rate zones. I know a lot of people stick to their intensity ratios based on purely heart rate. Um, I have a future idea to have a guest on to talk about that, but we know in the past, um, December last year, throughout our recovery month, Dr. Chris Schneider talked about the limitations heart rate has and you're looking at things like you know weather we're looking at things like caffeine or diet a lot of things manipulate heart rate and can throw things off here and there um, also why effort is important is we can calculate your trimp we just had Eric Hegedus on to talk about trimp so training impulse is what that stands for and is that during a workout you can rate your intensity out of 10 and then you can multiply that by 
the minutes within the session, combine that number and you get your TRIMP score. And that can be really insightful, really valuable for calculating how your overall weekly efforts went, um, where that where that intensity distribution lies and making sure you don't overdo things, making sure you don't overload yourself, not only with your mileage, but also your intensity when your intensity is factored in as well. So that's why effort level is important. It's also just you aren't a template. So your training shouldn't be either. The Motive app takes training plans written by the best coaches in the world, then creates the most optimal training plan for your schedule, abilities, and goals. It's such a good idea, which is why it is one of the fastest growing training apps in the world and has thousands of age group athletes signing up every month with a near perfect 4.9 star rating. It will even plan triathlons, cycling events, duathlons, and other events if you're branching away from running races. You can use the app for free for as long as you want, with the premium access being just $19.99 per month. But if you use code SMARTER2, you can get two months of full premium access. Sign up through their website, mymotive.com, and make 2024 your best year yet. Important to practice. Um, this is my interpretation. We're going to go through these levels. We're going to go through 1 to 10 or like different categories. But this is, own, this is my own interpretation. I didn't really look anywhere else. I just thought this is what I'm going to use as my internal um, reference point. And you might have a slightly different reference point that might need adjusting here and there. Um, let's say mine is maybe mine's more on the conservative side. And if I'm feeling quite good and I want to increase my performance, maybe I can turn that dial up a little bit. So it's slightly more intense, but we're only just adjusting to you, the individual. And so this is what I have in terms of ranking one to 10. So effort levels. One out of 10 would be easy walking. I think zero would be sitting, not doing anything, um, sleeping, watching TV. That would be a zero effort level. If we go up to one, one in my mind would be easy walking. It'd be like if it's a cool day, you're exercising, you're putting effort through your body, but it's just the most minimalist thing you can think of. So easy walking is what I can, is what I think of. Um, no effort required. Quite easy. Let's move on to the next one. So I have a range here. So two to three, I didn't want to go through every number specifically, just these really generic ranges. So two to three in my mind would either be fast walking, like uphill walking, because that can still generate high heart rates, can get the blood pumping, um, can maybe get you a light sweat. So for some people that might be a two to three. Um, the easiest run, the easiest speed you can think of, um, that's what I kind of tend to think. You At that speed, at that pace, at that internal perception, you just feel like you can just continue for an hour. Really not strenuous on your breathing. You can have an easy conversation. This is where I place a lot of my easy runs. It's I, I rank it as a three out of 10. So it's not fast walking, which would probably be a two for me, but it is me running, just moving along, not trying to increase my speed, just running at the easiest speed that I think I can do, um, which is usually anywhere between five and a half to six minutes per K. Sometimes it ticks a little bit faster than that. If it's really, if I'm feeling really well recovered 
and it's a cool day and, you know, it, the effort level still feels the same, but the, the speed might change slightly. So when I have my easy runs and I'm calculating my trimp, all of my easy runs are just a three out of 10 intensity. Then I multiply that by the amount of minutes and that calculates my overall trimp. So that's what I would say anywhere from a two to three, um, three being the very slow, easiest jogging and the two being the fast walking. The next category I have here would be four to five. And so four to five is like running, light sweat. Um, you can still have a conversation, but not for too long. I think you can probably hold a conversation for one to two sentences before you need to start catching your breath. And that isn't, it's disrupted. The, the casual conversation that you're having to someone next to you, or if you're singing, it's disrupted by a gasp at the end of every sentence. Um, or the end of every one to two sentences, you could say. You can still achieve a really nice steady state at this intensity. So this would be for me, maybe running around about that five minute pace, maybe a little bit faster. So maybe anywhere between 4.45 and five minutes per kilometer. Um, I hope people don't think I'm using miles, um, my time per mile, but it's, it's per kilometer. And in that scenario, that would probably, um, still be a steady state for me. It's still, it'd be tough. It'd be a lot tougher than my really easy run at three out of 10, but, um, I'd still be sweating. I'd be breathing quite heavily, but I could still maintain that, that pace. If that makes sense. My legs might start getting a little bit heavy. Might start noticing a little bit of burning around the legs. Um, those effort, what we think of when it comes to like an intense effort, like gasping for air, really high heart rates, sweating profusely, like those signals are just starting to creep up a little bit. That's what I think of, of like a four to five. And then we get into six to seven. Now in six to seven, this is a harder effort. Obviously the legs are burning. It's, it's on like a bit of a threshold. It's quite hard to sustain or you can't really sustain it for very long. Um, you're, we're in the bracket of six to seven. So you're six, you might be able to maintain the seven. You probably can't maintain for very long. You can only have a short conversation, like short sentences before you have to gasp for air. And I think when I think of this effort level, I think of me doing a time trial, um, maybe five, maybe four to five K to about six to seven K. Like if I was to try and go out and do that effort, I wouldn't be all guns blazing. I wouldn't start with a sprint. I'd start with this harder effort and try and maintain that harder effort the entire time. So if I went out tomorrow and I said, let me try a 5k time trial, I'd probably get my intensity level. My, my pace might be around the four twenties, really be feeling it by the end of it. And I would probably calculate that when it comes to calculating my trimp. I'd probably say a seven out of 10 and then just multiply that by the amount of minutes it took me to do that 4k time trial. Then we get to the eights to nines. Eights to nines is sprinting. It's fast, but it's just short of your max efforts. So you're just holding back those max efforts. Cause obviously that's going to be a 10. Um, but 
when I think of this, I think of maybe doing a time trial, um, one to three Ks where I'm getting maybe slightly under four K four minutes per K. And I'd rate that around, you know, an eight or a nine. If it's my one K time trial, best efforts, that's probably a nine. If it's a three K best efforts, then it's probably an eight. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm sort of hovering around that four minute pace mark. Unable to sustain sustain for very long. If I try and do a time trial beyond three Ks, my pace would be slowing down and I'd just start crashing if I tried to maintain an eight or a nine intensity out of 10. Uh, unable to talk, legs are burning, like all of those parameters were kind of just going off. Um, some good, I guess... Examples would be when you might want to delve into these eight to nine ranges. Like I said, maybe a one to three K time trial. Intervals are quite nice. I do enjoy intervals. I'll do like an easy K, then a really fast K, then an easy K, then a really fast K. Or I might do like a ramp up uh, where my first K is really easy, next K harder, next K harder, next K hardest, and then ease back off. So it might average on that entire session might average my my average intensity might be six maybe five or six and then i'd calculate that um so intervals maybe like hill sprints maybe just um yeah those sort of efforts that's what we're talking about when we're venturing in to the eights to nines then we have 10 i think one zero to one is really easy to quantify 10 is very easy to quantify as well. Everywhere in the middle is just interpretation, which is why I said at the start, this is just my reference point and my interpretation. Yours might be extremely different, but um, when it comes to the 10, the 10 is just sprinting. The 10 is sprinting maybe 30 to 90 seconds of max effort because you can't sprint for very long. You're going to have to back off the speed. You're going to crash, um, but it's just all out max effort. And so that's quite easy. Um, Let me do a little bit of a recap um, summary. So zero is sitting, sleeping, watching TV. One, easy walking. Two would be like your fast walking, walking uphill, getting a light sweat. Three would be my easiest attempt at running at the slowest speed I possibly can. Four to five, we're looking at a light sweat. Most people would consider this like a a run, just a casual run, because you're starting to sweat a little bit, starting to you're still hitting a steady state, but it's challenging um, enough. It's challenging enough, but you can still maintain it for a long period of time. Your sevens to eights, harder efforts, burning legs, harder to sustain. Um, talking around like your your five to ten k time trials, your eight to nines close to max efforts but just spread over a longer distance so you're looking at like a 3k time trial is or like um running uphill at a considerable speed that's really intense efforts but you know that you can give more because giving more is that 10 so it's not a 10 but it's just short of that it's just shy of that and then 10s obviously your max efforts Um, And before we finish up today's episode, I have a list of considerations when it comes to effort levels. So we'll get into them now. Okay, some considerations that I have written down, um, especially when it comes to effort levels. One, your effort levels could change throughout a run. Like I could, 
when I do my really easy run, let's say it's, um, so on the weekend I did a 14K easy run, effort levels change throughout the run. Like I, I, if I got to say four hours, that effort level would be tough if I was to keep the same speed and try and maintain that same pace. Um, if it got to the three hour mark that my three effort level would turn into a five. And so, um, it, it will eventually get hard. So maybe if, and the day warms up as well. Like you might start off and say, this is going to be my easy run. You try and run as slow as you can. Then it gets hot. Then it gets warm. And your three out of 10 turns into a five. My recommendation for this, because we want to keep our trimp score, um, factored in we want to make sure that if you if you want to still maintain a three and you're noticing towards the end of a run if it's creeping north of that maybe just do some walk runs slow down maybe slow down the speed if you're running as slow as you can and those effort levels are still climbing up break it into some walking every kilometer just do a couple of minutes of walking and that can help keep that intensity down to that three out of ten um, so that's something to factor in as well. Another consideration, the more practice, the more you apply this, the more you're going to have a better in tune sensation, a better in tune accuracy to this intensity level or your own reference point. And, um, Eric Hegedus was talking about this as well. When you have, when you see runners that practice this more, they're better at it. They're better at accurately interpreting and I've since experienced this like I um, now when I go for a run for the last couple of months I have been trying to maintain a certain intensity and during the run we'll say oh this is feeling like a four this is feeling like a five what should I write down as my average intensity Um, because I'm practicing I'm sort of gaining that internal awareness I'm thinking what's my body doing how are my muscles feeling how's my breath um, just general effort levels. Do I think I can sustain this for another two hours? And just asking myself these questions and the more practice, the more in tune I am with my body, the more I can accurately, um, calculate or dial or give a number to these intensity levels. So keep practicing for, especially for those news runners who have no idea, just start somewhere, start with a reference point, And even if it's just, trying the short, the slowest run possible and thinking, okay, let's have this as my three. And then anything less of that is a two. Anything just slightly north of that will be a four and then kick it up from there. Uh, so that that's another consideration. Just practice. Practice makes perfect and just a more dialed in um, perception. And also a consideration. Everyone's perception is going to be different. Um, perhaps it's worth if to say you have a a reference point and you say, this is my three of intensity. Most of my intensity is going to be 80, 20. Let me see how I go. And then still, then you're getting constant overuse injuries, maybe question your recovery, but maybe your dial, maybe your three intensity is someone else's five. And maybe you're, what you think you're doing as an 80-20 ratio is actually a little bit skewed towards the more intense and therefore more overuse injuries are likely. 
So try it out, try out your reference point. And if you're constantly breaking down with injuries, if you're just not enjoying it, if you feel like that balance is a bit off, maybe you need to turn your dial a bit further down and say, actually, maybe my three currently is more like a five. Maybe see if I can back off the speed, back off the pace, back off the intensity a bit. And maybe that's my new three. Maybe give that a try. Alternatively, um, maybe someone might want to turn the dial the other way. Maybe you are thinking that your intense efforts, or maybe you're just a runner that always is constantly in a low intensity efforts. Maybe it's worth dialing up that or trying harder intense efforts. Maybe if you think that 100% of your training is just really low intensity, maybe it's worth challenging yourself and becoming a little bit more resilient in higher intense efforts. Just make sure you, you do so gradually and maybe introduce things like strides. I'm planning on doing an episode of that in the future. Um, maybe doing just very gentle intervals, maybe just doing gentle hills to start with and start experiencing running in those upper efforts. I know I've only just recently started implementing strides and um, more structured, I guess you could say more structured interval, harder sessions. Tuesdays are usually my intense days. Um, and just being creative with that and exploring different intensities at different levels. So if you feel like you're the one that's um, constantly in that really low effort, um, maybe you want to become more resilient. Maybe you want to challenge your body in different ways. Maybe you want to adapt to a whole bunch of challenges that's thrown your way. Like I said, resiliency, um, then maybe venturing in those upper intensities is worth considering. Um, so just a, a recap on those considerations. So effort levels might change throughout the run, um, independent of pace, depending on like warmth, depending on like overall fatigue levels, those sort of things. The more you practice, the more in tune you'll get because everyone has their own perception, their own interpretation of intensity levels, just start somewhere and then you might want to adjust it. You might want to turn it up. You might want to turn it down based on how the body's responding once you get into within that 80-20 ratio um, and then just reevaluate from there and you might want to turn things up or down. So that's it for today. Um, next time I'll be having a very similar format, but instead of talking about effort levels, we're going to talk about pain levels and very important for if you're injured or if you're trying to return to running from injury. We know through past episodes around acceptable levels of pain and unacceptable levels of pain, but how do we actually interpret that? What are the considerations? Because pain's a, a pretty big topic. Um, so we're gonna explore that next time and my interpretation, my opinions on those particular topics. So we'll catch you then. And as we sign off, remember every new insight brings you one step closer to your next running breakthrough. And that concludes another Run Smarter lesson. I hope you walk away from this episode feeling empowered and proud to be a Run Smarter scholar. Because when I think of runners like you who are listening, I think of runners who recognize the power of knowledge, who don't just learn, but implement these lessons, who are done with repeating the same injury cycle over and over again, who want to take an educated, active role in their rehab, who are looking for evidence-based long-term solutions and will not accept problematic quick fixes. And last but not least, who serve a cause bigger than themselves and pass on the right information to other runners who need it. I look forward to bringing you another episode and helping you on your Run Smarter path.